This is The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca. Toronto's News, today's talk, 640 Toronto. Happy Sunday and welcome to The Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. And with me, I am. I always get very excited about my guests because I'm really lucky because a lot of my guests are people that are in my life, my friends, my dear friends. And so tonight we've got Kathy Buckworth. She is a parenting expert. She is an author and she's the host of the Go To Grandma podcast because she's not a grandma once, not twice, um, but three times now because there's a new baby that just came. Right, Kathy? Absolutely. Number three, the first granddaughter. How's that? So my daughter, Tori Halpin, who's also on your show quite often. She won't be on this week. She's a little busy. Um, she's <laughs> uh, but she's got now Owen, who's three and a half, Cam, who's two, and baby Sloan. Sloan Isabel, who is six days old, I guess, today as we speak. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, congratulations, Grandma. Which I can't believe. It's so funny. Like, I look at you and I'm like, you are like the coolest, most amazing grandma ever. These kids are so lucky to have you. Oh, that's so nice. And you know what? Because they're only three and two, they do still think I'm cool. Don't ask <laughs> my kids though. Because <laughs> my kids, right? My, my four kids range in age from 21 to 31, right? And I'm pretty sure none of them find me very cool anymore. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. And uh, and we've had you on the show so many times before talking about all kinds of different things. Mm-hmm. We have also talked about you being a grandma, but um, I want to focus. I want to focus on that today sure. because there are a lot of active, young, amazing grandmas out there that listen to the shows. And hold on, I got to ask, do you want to be called grandma? Like, or, or do they have a different name for you? They do call me grandma, actually. It's funny you ask that. We went through that, of course, when Cam- the first was born, when Owen was born a few years ago. And I'm grandma. And his other grandma is Grandma D, which is the initial of uh, her, na- her name. So, And then we have granddad and we have granddad Mark. So everyone's got like a, you know, a, a grandma, granddad sort of connotation. We're wasps, Pina. We don't have <laughs> Nona, Nona's, Bob, whatever, all of those, right? <laughs> I'm just like, I'm not grandmother, let's be honest, right? <laughs> well, I don't know. Say if you wanted like, you know, like a little spin on it and be like, well, I want to be fancy and be called right. grandma. Grandma, you know, Grandma, that'd be fancy, wouldn't it? Yes, maybe I'll go for that one, actually. <laughs> you know, this way you can pour like their milk in a champagne flute and they can just walk around the house and be like, Grandmama. <laughs> well, actually, my husband is funny. He's granddad. Um, but my dad is, is thankfully still around. So he's great granddad. So Owen was saying the other day something about granddad. He said, is it great granddad? And my daughter said, no, not this time. He said, oh, regular granddad. So now we call my husband regular granddad because <laughs> he's not great. <laughs> I love it. Right. So, you know, Kathy, you just mentioned you've got four kids that range in ages. You said the youngest now being 21. So he's just finishing, he just finished his third year at McMaster. Um, and then I've got a 24 year old kid, Bridget, who just came back from teaching snowboarding out at Big White. Um, and then I've got uh, tw- no, how old is he? 29 uh, year old, yes, son who lives in, I know, right? Who lives in Calgary. Um, and then the 31 year old Tori, of course, who is, has made me grandma three times over now. So how amazing is it to not only have uh grandchild number three, but like you said, it's the first girl. It is, you know, and it's so funny in a world where we're all very 
obviously conscious of gender identification and sexual orientation and all those things, which we absolutely should be. I have a non-binary child and I, you know, we are very conscious of pronouns and is pink for girls, is blue for boys. We are happy to have a girl and and we're putting her in pink. (laughs) (laughs) And we support everybody else and everybody else that they do. So yeah, we're, we're very excited about Sloan. Yeah. You know what? And there's nothing wrong with that to each their own. And like, you just just do you and what makes you happy and what works for your family absolutely what works for your family um you know so we're thrilled to have a a little girl in the mix with the two big brothers and i think they are too so yeah it's it's all good you know and the boys are very excited they know call her a you know a girl and they and they're we have all the toys that are obviously all gender all the time ready so she's she's all set to jump right in with the boys for sure but i kind of feel bad for sloan she's got two older brothers yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, it was, you know what? So far they're being really good. So be early, early days, only six days old, but Owen is very uh, cautious with her and hands her things very gently. And the other day when she was crying, Cam, who's only just turned two, said, I'm going to hold her hand, mama. And he went, he sat and he held her little hand, oh. in her hand and she stopped crying. So it was like the cutest moment. Yeah. It's really sweet. And I love seeing all of them on social. They're on yours and they're mm-hmm. on Tori's as well. And it's just so nice. Um, and it's heartwarming. And I feel that like, especially in the day and age that we're living in, there's so much trash happening in the world and so much to bring us down yeah. that when I'm scrolling and scrolling and I see that I stop and it's like a breath of fresh air. Thanks. I think that too. I think that everyone having kids is is so optimistic and so wonderful. And it's funny, I have a friend right now who's going through a, a tough health diagnosis and I'm sharing, you know, all these pictures of Sloan, all these things. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. She goes, no, I need that. I need that right yeah. now. Keep sharing that. And I think that's what we have to keep in mind is that we have, even though we have many people in our lives that are going through tough times or ourselves going through tough times, share the joy, man, share the happiness and be unapologetic in it. Absolutely. And I have to say, I've got to, I've got to give you props, Kathy, because, you know, there are a lot of people that go through pregnancy, a lot of, a lot of moms, you know, that, and then they have their children and that they're on their own. Sometimes they'll have the help of their partner. Sometimes they don't. And if they're fortunate enough, they will have the help of their parents. Mm -hmm. And in your case, like you are all in I am all in. And just to say that Victoria's, Tori's uh, husband, Brayden, is wonderful. He's amazing. But of course, he's he has to go back to work. And so he can only do so much for the three kids as well. So I am very lucky that Victoria's um, excited to have me come. And I she lives about an hour from me. So I've rented and I'm in this little bungalow, this Airbnb bungalow for a month. They came out to have two weeks before the baby and two weeks after, but then Sloan came early. So I'll have like only had about less than a week before the baby, in fact, and I'll have lots of time afterwards to help out. Um, and the reason that I rented somewhere separate is, well, there's a few reasons, Fina. So there's, yeah, there's tell, a few tell, reasons. tell, tell, because there's this, good ones and there are silly ones, but yeah. Well, this, okay. So if you, um, if anyone listening out there uh, has a child expecting, then you're going to want to take notes because uh, I I know a few of these reasons, not all of them, and, and they're pretty good. So, Kathy, share. Okay. So, uh, the house that I rented is about two kilometers from their house. So, it's very close. I can be over there in five minutes, which I had to do, of course, when Victoria had the baby in the middle of the night. 
Um, the reason I wanted to stay separate, first of all, they don't have an assigned bedroom for me at their house. So I need to be on a couch or I'd be sneaking in to sleep in the spare bed in one of the boys' rooms or whatever. So the nighttime would be a little chaotic, how's that to say the least? And I think mm-hmm. if I'm going to help, I need a good night's sleep. And so if I can Absolutely. come here, I always get a good night's sleep. Now, so I got, you know, texted by Braden one morning at about five o'clock saying, can you come in half an hour? Of course I can't, you know, because they were just at that stage. Normally, though, I don't have to get over, you know, in the middle of the night. So I get a good night's sleep. They have two cats. Um, I'm not allergic to cats, just not really fond of cats. How's that? And they're everywhere. And I don't know what to do with them. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, not sure how to <laughs> babies and do all of that. Um, they are all vegan, nothing against being a vegan, but I'm not a vegan. So I would, and they've said, it's okay. You can cook whatever you want in our house. And, but I would feel bad about that. I would feel yeah. bad roasting a piece of chicken, especially when I sit next to Owen and he says, what animals in your dinner, grandma? <laughs> Anyway, a chicken. So, <laughs> and that's, I'm not, you know, I 100%, of course, fully support their vegan lifestyle. And I take vegan food over to them all the time. And I eat vegan when I'm with them. Or I'll take something over that I've already prepared here and I can just heat up. But I don't have to cook in their kitchen. And I want to cook yeah. my own food. Um, another reason, the reason I got here two kilometers is I brought my bike. So I can ride my bike over there. I can lend them a car if they need a second car. Because I do have my car here as well. Um, it gives me some space. I'm still working. I'm still doing my show once a week. And that's hard when there's, you know, kids around everywhere and things going on. I can bring laundry back here and do it for them and take it back so I don't have to be in the way um, with them. So it has a lot of benefits. And I'm lucky, you know, obviously I'm paying for this. I'm lucky to be able to afford to do this. So that's definitely something to keep in consideration. The last time I did this, when Cam was born two years ago, we were in the thick of um, COVID and pretty much in our bubbles and everything. And Cam had some medical concerns we knew were going to happen when he came, when he came out. So I actually stayed in a hotel room just about 500 meters from their house. Actually, it was lucky there was very close to their old place um, and would go over every day. So I could stay clean in my bubble by myself. And that's another benefit of being here at my house right now. I've got two kids living there still students and working and my husband they're all going out to work they're seeing people absolutely fair no problem but because we have a newborn I can sort of stay clean here and when I go into work I wear a mask in the studio and a mask in the hallways etc so it just keeps that level of not just COVID any infection down right for a newborn yeah those are all amazing reasons um before we break though Kathy you told me a really fun reason come on spill it the really the really fun reason yeah come on fun reason i've forgotten now what did i say oh they're dry (laughs) (laughs) so you can drink your wine where you are so i can take wine to their house and that's fine and actually their house is close enough for me to walk home to so how about that there you go (laughs) (laughs) don't go anywhere because we're talking about grandma life with kathy buckworth on the show today and we'll be back with more You're tuned into 640 Toronto. You're listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca. Toronto's news. Today's talk. 640 Toronto. Welcome back. This is the Parenting Show on 640 Toronto, and I'm your host, Pina Crispo, chicmama.ca. We've got our special guest who also happens to be a great friend of mine, Kathy Buckworth, 
host of the Go-To Grandma podcast, parenting expert, author, and just an amazing human being. And Kathy, I'm, I'm just so happy to see you. I'm so happy to see you too. It's been ages and thank you. You're so kind. And I'm so happy to be on your show. I love listening to your show. You have such great advice for our new parents. Oh, I don't want to say old parents, but veteran parents. Those that parents with older kids. You have lots of advice from like zero to teen. It's, it's great. I love it. And, and I get to bring people on like you to um, share stories with and have great laughs with and get some advice from. So um, we're talking about the fact that you are not a grandma times one times two, but now times three because baby Sloan has arrived less than a week ago. Yeah, baby Sloan is here and she's doing really well. Um, and she has her two big brothers looking out for her. So yeah, we're really enjoying the three of them. And you know what it's like when you have a newborn? It's a, they're a bit quiet when they come out, right? So they trick you a little bit, right? Like you're thinking, oh, this baby sleeps all the time, hardly ever cries. We know what's coming, right? So we know what's right. coming. So I'm, I'm here to help out for another couple of weeks. Yeah. So Kathy, honestly, I think it's amazing that you are um, all in, you're helping Tori, your daughter, um, with the arrival of the third baby. And that says a lot, like a lot of people don't get that support. They don't get that help. And the way you're doing it, I think is brilliant. And I'm sure that Tori is loving it because you're not staying at their place. Mm -hmm. You've got a little Airbnb, you know, about five minutes away. And so you come and go and you help out where you can. And, and, and that's, that's a huge help because yeah. us moms know, you know, bringing that baby home is a game changer. It doesn't it matter is. if it's the first baby, the second, the third, the fourth, you know, I can only speak on three, uh, but you can speak on four. Yeah. Our good friend, Julie can speak on six, can speak <laughs> on six you know, um, but it's, it's a great help, but I want to know. How do you know when too much is too much or to give more or to be like, uh, this is my cue to leave now. Peace out, guys. It's a great question because we think, you know, we want to help, but how are we really helping? Where do they want the help? Well, the first piece of advice I'd give is just to ask, right? Just say, how can I help the most? Do you want me to clean up the kitchen? Do you want me to do some laundry? Do you want me to just sit and hold a baby? Do you want me to take a toddler to the park? Do you want me to cut up their lunch? Can I go to the grocery store? Do you need any medications? Like, you know, like, so I, because I have a car here, which is great, and I, I'm staying just a couple of kilometers from them, I can do that. Sometimes another great thing about staying here is I'll take Owen, who's three, and bring him to my house for the day, right? And we'll go to the park and do different things. So then they've only got the two kids to deal with. But, you know, so I ask Victoria, we sort of lay out some options. And I say, can I take Owen today? You know, can I just come to the house and you can go and sleep? You know, Braden, can I put them in a stroller and take them for a walk? Um, so ask the question first, find out what they're really responding to, and then just keep doing that. Don't keep asking too, because I think that can be like, oh, we're fine, mom. And they're not fine, right? Say, so actually, yeah. you really liked it when I took him for a stroller walk. So I'm just going to text Victoria and say, I'm coming over in half an hour, going to take him up for a stroller walk. Is that okay? And then she can just say, okay. So she doesn't always feel like she's asking for a favor, which I don't consider it a favor. I'm you know, really happy to help out. But then she's not always saying, can you come here? Can you do this? Can you do that? Which is tiring, as we know, right? Like to yeah, always be absolutely. asking for help. So just help. And I'll stop by. In the morning, I'll go buy this little coffee shop that's near here, get myself a coffee, get one for, for her husband. Uh, Victoria doesn't drink coffee. But I'll get a juice for the kids. I'll pick up a couple of vegan, you know, treats and just take them over. I'm not going to stop and say, I'm on my way to, you know, do you need anything? They, yeah. they, 
just get it. Do you know what I mean? Like they do, they need, they need, and they're grateful when you bring it, you know, and appreciative. Exactly. And, you know, and before I came out here, um, I was doing a lot of baking at home and bringing it out to Victoria and she was throwing it in the freezer. So we've got a lot of stuff stored up as well. So there's things you can do before you get here that are really helpful. Or if you can't be around when the new baby is coming, you know, you can arrange to have groceries delivered. You can arrange, to, you know, sometimes just order them takeout and have it turn off at their door. So you, know, you can arrange things for them or maybe they need their lawn mowed or whatever it is. There's We all know that the baby usurps or takes over all of the other chores that you would normally be doing right so what's being left on the side try to pick up those things not just sit and hold the baby although that's very helpful and a nice thing to do <laughs> uh, yeah and that come on what grandma sibling aunt uncle you know anyone in the world friend doesn't want to sit and hold the baby for a little bit you know and so, you know, I do that. Obviously, I do that. But I'm more uh, on hands on with the boys, obviously, who are running all over the place. And Victoria just gave birth six days ago, you know, so it's easier for me to run around and do that. Um, you know, and we also want to be conscious of the fact that I know when I'm over there, sometimes, let me just say this, and I know it's true for most people, no one can drive you nuts like your own mom. Am I right? No. So and even though <laughs> Victoria is grateful for my help. I know I'm just getting on her nerves because like, I'm her mom, like, but you know, so um, I'll just, you sort of need to know when to back off too. So I don't have dinner with them every night. I don't, I'm not seeing them this morning. I don't see them in the morning sometimes, but sometimes I do. Um, so I'll just say, what about if today? I'm like, what if I, if I come by at four o'clock and take the boys for a couple of hours, you guys can get dinner ready or do whatever. And then I'll leave. I won't stay for dinner, but I had dinner there last night. Cause I didn't, you know, so every day can be sort of different and you never know how you're going to feel. So I said, Victor, let's just text during the day. I'm right here. I'm two kilometers away. Do you need me? Do you not need me? Right. And we figure it out. It's so helpful. Like I think about when I had the kids too, um, I'm, I'm very fortunate at the time my parents lived a 15 minute car ride away. So if yeah. I needed something, you know, they would just like jump in the car and they'd be over in no time. Right. So 15 minutes is nothing. Um, and it was like, so helpful. And the same thing, they would come over with like food and they'd keep, especially when Marcus was born and I had the girls, you know, <laughs> Samantha was four and Liliana was two. So it's, it's hard. You were you know, similar age to Victoria's then very similar. Yeah. I yeah. had C-sections, right? So it's like, they're all, that's the best day. And the doctors are like, so you had a C-section, just a reminder, don't lift anything. And I'm thinking to myself, don't lift anything heavier than your baby. You're like, what? Yeah. And I'm like, I have <laughs> two kids, four and two. What do you want me to do? Okay. Like, exactly. it's inevitable. Like, oh, and we went out for a, we went out for a family walk um, when Sloan was two days old. I think this is great. You I know, saw the pictures. Right. And Victoria's like, we're going for a walk. We're not breaking our routine. The boys love going for a walk. So we go for a walk. And I saw some message, messages come through on social, which were like, you should be in bed for two weeks resting. Like whoever lies in bed for two weeks no. after they have a baby, let alone their third. Right. You know, but you have to do like Victoria was, you know, she was very lucky that she was able to sort of get going right away. Not everyone's like that. She's not trying to show up anybody else. It's just how she felt and and how she's doing, you know, so everybody do, do yourself in terms of your recovery time. Cause it can be. Absolutely. You have to do. And I think that this is something that is good for any new mom to hear that you just, you got to do you and you got to do what feels good. If you're not feeling good, then you don't do it and you rest and you stay home. But if like for a lot of people, they need to get out and get some fresh air because they just, can't deal inside and they're like i'm going to lose my mind i need to get out there and that does them so much good 
So much good. Oh, going for a walk is one of the best things. If you're, if you're up for it, going for a walk is great. And also just feel like you're part of the world again. Cause you know, when you have that, that new baby and you feel like it's so surreal, you're the only one that's up at three in the morning. You're the only one, you know what I mean? So I think it's just like, Oh, the world is still functioning around me. You know, it's, right? a, it's a good reset, right? For, yeah. And you know yeah. what, like Kathy, you, you have four kids. I've got three and it's so true. It, it doesn't, every single time I came home from the hospital, I was like, who am I? What is going on? Mm-hmm. I left this home with two kids. I'm back with three now. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. And it can actually be very overwhelming and scary, you very- know, and I, I, I want to, I want to pick your brain on that, but let's take a quick break. Don't go anywhere because this is the parenting show right here on 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca, Toronto's News. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. It is Sunday night and you are tuned into The Parenting Show right here on 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. And with me, I've got Kathy Buckworth, host of the Grandma To Go podcast, author, parenting expert, and uh, newly grandma to baby Sloan, the first girl in, I should say the first granddaughter in the family. Kathy, congratulations again. And Thank I'm you. so happy to be talking about this with you on the show tonight. Um, before the break, we were talking about how, you know, life is, it just throws you for a loop. Like, you know that this baby's coming, you're expecting it, but there's nothing like coming back into the home with this new life and you're like wow what's going on it just throws you for this loop it does and you know the bringing them the first baby is obviously the biggest transition that everyone yeah. goes through from zero babies to one is like from zero to a thousand as we know yeah each one comes home obviously there's an impact and the dynamic changes right so you bring home the second one and you think oh gee maybe having the first one was easy because i didn't have the that other one running around right and you bring them the third one and you think what was i complaining about with only two kids now i got you know so everything sort of builds on each other and you feel more and more the weight of responsibility is you know sometimes i used to look at my kids and when i had the fourth one i'd look and think oh i have to teach this one to read as well <laughs> like am i not done with part of my life do you know what i mean so you look at each one you think there's that you know you see them change and evolve and grow and you're thinking i can't I'm kind of responsible for that, right? So yeah. we're starting again, you know, and that's a lot. It is. And then, you know, now we're also in a time where like social media is just, it's part of our everyday lives. Like I look back and I, I can remember a time before social media, yeah. don't get me wrong, but it's just like, it feels like it's been around forever. And, you know, I know that when you had kids, it was a certain way. When I had kids, it was a certain way. You, you, not only social media, but even technology and, and the toys the kids have and the baby monitors and how they've evolved and all that stuff to what it's like now when you are a mom, right? So, you know, you made mention, you're like those nights when you feel like isolated and you're like, okay, I'm alone and it's Mm -hmm. three in the morning and I'm feeding my baby. Um, I know for myself, that's when I launched my Facebook group 
right. my chic mama's Facebook group. So we could go on the Facebook group and, you know, you knew that there were other moms out there at the same time and they were up, you know, warming up bottles or breastfeeding or changing a diaper. And you could be like, oh my God. Okay. So what's going on? You know, and, and you had someone to talk to. Absolutely. You didn't have that. I didn't have that. Yeah. You know, Victoria was born in 1991. Um, there were no smartphones. There was no, like, we didn't, I think I, I had a pager, <laughs> you know? And so in the middle of the night, you really were the only one for good or for bad. You know, I joked about, you know, you had to wear a headlamp, you know, to read a book and whatever yeah. you're feeding or rocking the baby or trying to get them to go to sleep. You did feel all alone, which was, you know, isolating, of course, as a new mom, that's, that's a lot to take in. But on the other hand, today now with social media, as you've said, you can go on, you can almost find anyone online all the time, particularly new parents who are up, you know, in the middle of the night. Yeah. Um, a good thing or a bad thing right because you know you can always find people that are ready to criticize you at any time of the day or night as well or oh look at that you know if we talk about oh look at she's out for a walk and the baby's two days old I haven't left the house in 10 days you know we always find someone to compare ourselves with which isn't great sometimes and we can find ourselves spiraling a little bit to say I should be doing more things aren't happening the way I want to her life looks perfect and we know that's not all true on social media we know it's in our brains but when we're up at three in the morning it's hard to, it's hard to remember that, that we know that everything's not perfect for everyone else. It is really hard. And that comparison game, whatever you want to call it, can be, what's the word I'm looking for? Dangerous. Absolutely dangerous. And it can, it can really play with your, your emotions and it can play obviously with your, your mental uh, well-being. So it's something that we have to keep in mind that maybe just because you can go online at three in the morning, maybe you should pick up a book with a head flashlight, just (laughs) and do do, go old school like me and do that instead. And, you know, grandparenting can be competitive online. I was just going to ask you that. I was going to say like, so yes, you know, as a mom, I can only speak from that point of view, but as a mom, Mom, like I, I know that even when I had Samantha 12 years ago, um, I'd be like seeing these other moms and I'm like, how do they do it? Like, you know, I'm struggling, I'm having a really hard time, but they've got like two or more under their belt and then they seem like, you know, they're just sailing through what's wrong with me. Why can't I do this? You know? And so I know that it was difficult for me and the comparisons got to me. You know what I mean? I was often comparing myself to others. It's a different world for me now. I do not do that. I know better. Right. And I know that it's not always what you see. Like what you see is not always what you get, I should say on social media, but I wanted to know, I was like, Oh, I wonder how the grandma game is on social media. Grandma game. Yeah. So it's interesting. And I think, and I will just, this is my theory. How's that? That grandparents, we post a lot of, oh, here's my granddaughter. So cute. Here's my grandsons. And guess what he said today? And they're so sweet and whatever. We post a lot of positive things. And there's negative stuff that happens all the time, obviously with kids, grandkids, et cetera. But I think as grandparents, we tend to err on the positive, first of all, because we want to see the positive. And we know that, you know, we're only with them a certain amount of the day. So we probably do get the best of them a lot of the time. The second thing is they're not our kids. We have to hear my, I don't want to post bad things about my grandchildren that my daughter is going to see and hurt her feelings or say, mom, why would you say that? He did that one time, you know, like, so I think grandparents will err on the side of, well, let's just share all the positive. I am there for that. I'm just saying that. But I think that's the reason why I think we feel more at liberty to criticize our own children online or talk to them about it or say, I'm going to share this. This is okay. I can't ask my three-year-old grandson if it's okay if I share the fact that he misbehaved. 
And I don't want to share that anyway. And, and my daughter certainly doesn't want to everyone to read it. So there's a different sort of filter that happens on the grandparent side. So I think that, you know, we take it with a grain of salt to say, yeah, that's a cute picture. But, you know, how many times did it take to get that shot? And are they that perfect all the time? No, of course they're not. They're human beings, right? So the grandparent game is less competitive in that sense because I think we get each other, if you know what I mean. But I have any I have a question. Sure. Have you ever gotten any hate for your I, grandma posts? I haven't got hate, but I have had, I wouldn't go that far, but I have, I have had criticism. Um, I have talked a lot about the fact that the number one thing that we can do as grandparents is support our kids, support your son or your daughter, whoever's the parent of your grandkids, the the partnership. Because they hold, first of all, they hold the keys to the grandparent kingdom. They're the ones that are going <laughs> to give you act. They don't have to give you access. They don't, you know, it's, they're their yeah. kids, right? But secondly, you want to protect that relationship first, because that's the relationship that really matters. Um, so once you've protected that relationship and that's good, then the rest flows down to the grandkids. So I often talk about that. I say, and you can't do the old, whatever happens at grandma's house stays at grandma's house. That does not fly anymore. You go by their parenting rules. Do I think some of the parenting rules that they have are not what I would do normally? Maybe um, I joke with them about it. I can joke with my friends about it, but I follow them, right? These are their parenting yes. And, and, you know, I joke that now owns three and a half. He could actually report back on me, but yes, he, can. he has nothing to report back on me. I play, I play by the rules and it's really important. So I do get criticized for that saying grandmas can do whatever they want. I'm like, no, they can't. They go by the parenting rules. That is really important. Thank you for saying that because I often struggle even though my kids are older, I like, you know, and I know that it's not done, you know, out of and with any bad intention. It's just like grandparents want to spoil the grandkids. And then I'm standing there. I'm like, I just said they can't have that. What are we doing? You know, so thank you for playing by the rules. I appreciate it. And I'm sure that Tori appreciates it as well. We are talking all about the grandma life. With Kathy Buckworth, host of the Go To Grandma podcast, parenting expert, author, and just an amazing person. Don't go anywhere because we will be back with more right here on The Parenting Show on 640 Toronto. Listening to the Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca, Toronto's News. Today's talk, six forty Toronto. This is the Parenting Show on six forty Toronto, and I'm your host, Pina Crispo, ChicMama.ca. I've got my girlfriend Kathy Buckworth joining me on the show tonight, host of the Go To Grandma podcast, author, parenting expert, and now grandma of three. You've got Owen, you've got Cameron, and you've got Sloan, six days old. What? I know Sloan Isabel, how cute, eh? Yeah, she's she's different. adorable. The boys are adorable too, but you know, babies are always like when they're fresh. <laughs> exactly. No, she's doing. They're all doing great. Actually, they're adjusting. They're all adjusting. How's that? They're all doing really well. With nice. Them. And you know what? We were, we were just talking off air about some stuff, and and I was mind blown because I thought that I was with technology, and I know like the latest and the greatest, but clearly I don't. I'm out of touch, especially in the parenting world of technology. So Kathy, you didn't like, I know your baby monitors were, you know, just like sound, just sound. Yeah. 
And honestly, and then, like, why would I have it on? I can hear the baby crying down the hall. It's ridiculous. Like it was just <laughs> sound, right? That was it. And, yeah, then, and then I had where I could have a monitor like in the kitchen or the living room and I could also see. Right. Exactly right. But you had to be within a distance of <laughs> nursery, right? Like you had to be yes. have that. And now, of course, and this will be old news for all the new moms out there. The, but new news to people like me. But you and now, of course, uh, you can set up cameras that attach to your phone, right? So you can be anywhere. So literally when Victoria, if she is at the hospital giving birth to baby number three, she can say, uh, Mom, Owen just woke up, <laughs> you know, in his room, you know, and I'm like, I was on my way. So, you know, like you're you're being monitored, uh, which is awesome because you can track everything. So there's little monitors that go back and forth between the boys' bedrooms when I'm there. But also Owen, who ha- he's three and a half. He still naps most days, but he also has some quiet time in his room afterwards, which he likes. So Victoria can literally turn on the sound, you know, a timer sound that says, you know, you've got five more minutes. She'll say playtime's over, you know, and so she can talk to him through that. Um, She can talk to him if he wakes up and he's scared or something. She obviously can go up to his room too, but she can sort of judge, you know, is this just a little, "Mm," you know, or is he really, you know, need some, some uh, comfort, right? So it's very convenient actually, especially when she's downstairs with the third baby and needs to know, do I need to put this baby down so I can go take care of what's happening upstairs? Um, so yeah, the technology is great for the new baby. I don't know the name of the app, but I could get it to you. Um, they do have an app. She and Braid and her husband share an app so they can enter the baby's sleep pattern. If they had a poop, if you want to record everything, how much the baby ate, how long it took to feed, when the last feed started, all of that. So they could share it. And they heard that I know with Cam too. They can share that information because, you know, in the middle of the night, I remember writing it down. You That's know, what like, I was going to say. I have no and I, I think I still have it somewhere. Yeah. Pen to paper. Right. And now, it, it be, and what's great is they share this app, right? So then Wayne doesn't have to wake Victoria up to say, is it time to feed the baby? What's happening? You know, he can just look at the app. So that's a fantastic advancement. And of course, they have the sound machines, you know, in the house that are running. So the crashing waves and all that. And the boys are used to that. So there's a lot of technology sort of going into the house, which a lot was around when the, the two-year-old was born. Yeah. To be- but I am amazed by it and I love it. And I love that they have this, a baby Brezza. Have you heard of these? And again, this is old news for a lot of parents, but it makes, uh, if you're doing powdered formula, you, it's like a coffee maker. You put in the powder formula water and it mixes it up itself. Yes. That, that they've had, yeah. they had when I had the, the, the kids, right? Yes. So I was you never make a mistake. Yeah. See, I was fully on tap and on demand. Right. So it was like, literally, I'm like, okay, here you go, whatever on the boob. Right. But I remember like a lot of my girlfriends that, you know, had difficulties breastfeeding. Um, you know, it just didn't work for them and they formula fed and they loved that thing. And I was like, whoa, that's like an espresso for babies, but And what's great is if you are, you know, in Victoria, you know, supplementing with bottles and things, if I'm over there, I'm never worried about mixing it wrong. Do you know what I mean? Like, is it's always going to be the right, the right amount, especially when the baby's young, you want to make sure you're getting it exactly right. So it takes that. That's amazing. Okay. Now I have another question. So for all the grandparents or grandparents to be, you're going to want to listen up. I need to know what are the go-to toys to have at grandma and granddad's house? Oh, interesting. And what's funny is my daughter, Tori, has a lot of 
what I would call old school toys, like wooden blocks, right? And things like that. And just very basic toys, a lot of sort of, you know, wooden or they don't, they're not electronic, they don't make any noise. Um, I love those. <laughs> so she has all of that in her house, but at my house, I've got things that make noise. How's that? So it's oh, okay. so like a fire truck, maybe the, where, you know, a battery makes the uh, siren go off or, or an electric or electronic sort of reading thing where you point a pen and it says the words, those sorts of things. So they're getting a good mix of those things. I will just say that um, Victoria doesn't let the boys watch TV or videos um, until they're two and then they just get 20 minutes. So Owen is only watching Little Bear and Give Mouse a Cookie or the two shows that he watches so there's not a lot of um we don't have to worry about getting those toys like from paw patrol or from all these different things because they don't even know what that is they don't know who they are they don't know what that is the branding of the toys and things yeah so the toys are like i said are pretty basic owen and i spent an hour yesterday coloring you know we keep it pretty low-key we keep it you know it's all like i said it's the toys are almost what what, uh, the whole box of hot wheel cars from my husband, from my yes. two sons, and now for Owen and Cam and Sloan. So, you know, we, we sort of try to throw it back to that. Victoria rotates the toys out so they only have a certain amount on the shelves. You know, sometimes you hear parents say, oh, my baby is so bored with toys so quickly. I'm like, that's because they need time with that toy. They need yeah. weeks with one or two toys. If they play with it the first time, they don't really know what to do with it, right? Yeah. So just not really sure how to play with it. So that's my big advice too, is keep the same toys. You don't need to keep adding and adding to them. We have a lot of outdoor toys too, a lot of water toys, you know, tactical play, that sort of stuff. Yeah. It's super fun. I think that that is a fantastic point. Not only, yeah, for the parents and the grandparents and whoever else is spending time with the kids, it's like rotate the toys Hmm. and let them like just play with a few at a time because they get overwhelmed. They do. It's too much for them sometimes. One toy that they love is magnetiles. You know, magnetiles where they're bu- building anything, building. Oh, so yeah. I just got some Duplo for them. So anything building is really big because you can do so much with it. And what I've learned from Victoria, and she actually has a course on this online, uh, is uh, independent play. Right. So I don't always have to say, what if you put the red block there? What if you did this? Victoria would be like, mom, stop talking. Like, let them explore it for themselves. Um, which is really yeah. cool. And they do, they just sit and figure it out. So less talking, more playing. And they, they will independently play for hours. I'm not kidding. It's fantastic. Here, hold on. Let's plug the website one more time. What is it? Mine? Mine? <laughs> no, well, well, we're, we're going to get to yours, but Victoria, <laughs> of course. Oh, for Tori. So ToriHalpin.com and you can find Tori on Instagram. Um, it's H-A-L-P-I-N, Tori Halpin. And uh, yeah, she's got some great advice up there. And and the course on, on uh, independent play is really fantastic. It's part of the whole uh, gentle parenting movement, which she is a great advocate. Victoria's a trained teacher, you know, a child professional. So this is not coming out of nowhere. And she does a lot of research on that kind of stuff. Um, if you want to find my stuff, yeah, that's what. Okay, now, yeah, now, yeah. now. So, so we've got that for the for the the young parents, <laughs> you know, all about oh, gentle yeah. parenting, which she taught me about because I had no idea what it was, and we spoke about it on the parenting show. But now, for the grandparents and grandparents to be, where do we find all this juicy grandparent info? <laughs> right. So go to Grandma. It airs on Zoomer Radio Saturday mornings at seven thirty, but it's up on the podcast as well. We are approaching our one hundredth episode, which is super exciting. Never run out of things to talk about. I say it's a show for today's grandparents because we're not just grandparents; we're people who travel. 
we are interested in fitness, nutrition, technology. I have a whole segments on technology for the house for grandparents, as well as uh, what video game should I play with my eight year old grandson? You know, amazing. We did. I had um, our good friend Avery Swartz on explain social media terms like what does engagement mean, what is you know, and and what's appropriate to post online. I love the travel segments we're doing now that travel is is up and running. We're doing a lot of multi generational travel tips, of course, you know, fitness, nutrition, what foods to have for your, which are good for your grandkids, which are also good for you. Um, you know, and we do mindfulness. I've done so many different shows about the different things that we're all faced with. And of course, we always have advice on estate planning and, you know, relationships, some of the more serious subjects, we cover those obviously as well. Um, yeah, it's, it's really kind great. of like, what I do, and you just take it to the the grandparent level. I love it, and that's why that's why we're friends, and that's why we get along so great. You know, exactly. Um, I do. I do a second podcast too called. Oh. Elder, I do. It's called Elder Wisdom Stories from the Green Bench, and I do it in association with Schlegel Villages, which is retirement and long term care homes. And we, I interview one person at a time. I interviewed um, a fighter pilot the other day who was ninety two, I believe. Oh. And we get their stories and they share them not only obviously with our listeners, but their families love hearing them. And I learn so much, so much wisdom. And uh, that's what we're all about is sharing elder wisdom, which we don't do enough. I love it. And you know what? Like storytelling, you cannot go wrong with a good story. That's for sure, right? Kathy, thank you so much for joining me on the show tonight. And congratulations again. I cannot wait to meet baby Sloan because... Oh my gosh. I remember how old was Owen? You guys came in and we did the show together. It was you, Tori and Owen. It was just before lockdown. If you'll remember just before that hit and he was born in November. So I think it was like that spring, like February, yeah, or March, probably like or April, February or something like that. Yeah, February, March. Four or five months old. Yeah. He was tiny. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's it. We're going to, we're, we're going to do a show with, with Tori. Not now because you know, we have to give her some time. Maybe, maybe next week. I'm only kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but that is it for us thank you so much kathy and again where can people find you they can find me at kathybuckworth.com and i'm just kathy buckworth kathy with a k on all socials as well too so pretty easy guys also go check out her books she's got like the best advice ever ever uh but that is it for us have a fantastic sunday and we will catch you next week same time same place this is the parenting show and i'm your host pina crispo of chicmama.ca. Mm-hmm.